Streams of Mercy, based on the opening hymn, where we've looked at uh, various aspects of baptism and what it means for us and, and maybe what it means for others and, and try to um, develop together um, a little maybe deeper understanding of, of what our baptisms mean and uh, what the scriptures uh, say about baptism. And so we've come to this day uh, with a final question. So what? So look to your neighbor and say, and you've always been wanting to say this based on, depending on who's sitting beside you, but say, so what? So what? <laughs> I wish Pastor Melissa was here, but I would have said, so what? <laughs> He'd have a long answer for it. And she'd be right. So you've been baptized. You've come forward to the streams of mercy water, or you've brought your children forward to be baptized. Uh, where you were baptized a long, long, long time ago, where you are baptized last week, where you're going to be baptized in just a few minutes, hour, hour and a half from now. <laughs> so what? So what? We had some great questions at our little gathering downstairs, and, and I think it was either Mike or, or Keith Johnson that uh, kind of handed at this last week when we gathered, and they, they wanted to know, like, it seems like sometimes uh, baptisms don't take. In other words, we're baptized. We come to the waters and, and things just don't seem to work out like we think they're going to work out for us or for others or especially for our neighbors when we point like, man, they were baptized and they act like a fool. Just kidding, of course. But you get the point. Especially when we bring young people and we're going to have Brady and Logan come forward in just a moment. For baptism, and then uh, over the years, we may or may not. Um, I shouldn't use them as an example. I was brought forward as a child. How about that? A long, long time ago in Summit Point, West Virginia, and I was baptized. And then um, there were times when uh, my mom and dad could look and say, "Yeah, that's right. He was baptized, and that's why he's acting like a saint." That's funny, isn't it? There were other times when my mom would probably hide her head and say, wow, I don't know who that devil child is. And so there's some things there to think about. And I think the question was downstairs is what can we do? What can we do to ensure that these streams of mercies um, stick with us or stick with our loved ones? And as United Methodists, as with others, you know, I'm not saying we're, we have a lot more the truth or anything like that, but it's one of the great things about being Methodist because we emphasize this, what comes next. We emphasize what happens after you leave these streams of waters. I love these, uh, to think about the um, scripture here, it's a kind of an odd passage that was read for us. Thinking about the aroma of life and the stench of death. And what Paul's writing about is the victory of Jesus. When you're walking with God in the victory of Jesus, uh, you should put off the aroma of well-pleasing smell. And if you're walking with the enemy or away from God, then you smell like death. And, and then he's using some military-like language, which is for this Memorial Day weekend. And, and the audience here that's listening to Paul, they would have understood because they would have watched parades of victory when the Generals would come back, and, and it wouldn't just be a parade, but they'd have actual
actual incense and, and smells, and they would be burning things that would smell good. And then you could, people could, when they started to smell, they would know, hey, victory was won. Even before they, they could see the army coming back, they would smell it. You think about for a moment, you close your eyes, you can think about maybe the smells of summer. I love fresh cut grass. I love going across the Bay Bridge and smelling the ocean and the sea breeze. Anybody else like that? Amen. You pick up these shells, the shells that we passed out here were actually from Ocean City, um, back at Easter time. I don't know if you can still smell or hear. Last week, we, we, Pastor Melissa probably shared with you, we were supposed to be in Bermuda for a wedding. Did she say that if you were here? We were supposed to be in Bermuda. Not even supposed to be here today. Oh, but there's no place else I'd rather be. Good answer. We were supposed to have a wedding for, a, 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 we did a wedding for a, a, a great friend that I grew up with, my oldest friend. She was there the day I was born. And uh, she was married last week. We were going to go to Bermuda, but we didn't. It's a long story, and it's a, it's a beautiful long story, but it's a long story. But at the wedding venue, uh, it was indoors, not on the beach in Bermuda. But they on the uh, ground here, they had sand, and they had seashells that they imported in. And so it was almost like we were at the beach. But you couldn't, was, you couldn't smell it. You get a smell on the beach, a beautiful smell. I don't know if you've ever been down south, and I'm going to offend people that are from the south. Have you ever smelled the stench of the swamp? <laughs> Stagnant water? And so we're kind of thinking about those two smells. The smells of the ocean breeze, the fresh living water up and against the stench of death. That's what Paul's talking about, the stench of a swamp. But when we think about what comes next after our baptism, we can think of it in those two ways as well. If when you leave these streams of water, if Braden and Logan leave these waters and they and they don't go with the grace of God in a genuine way, and Christy and Matt and their grandparents and their aunts, and we, as their body of faith, don't do anything along with them along the way, then these streams of mercy might as well be stagnant, swampy water. The smell of death, spiritual death in this case. You know, one of the things about stagnant water is it's a breeding ground for mosquitoes. And that's what's so dangerous about stagnant water around our, our places, especially around the third world countries where um, malaria and other diseases are such a problem. Stagnant water, a breeding ground. It's also an incubator for bacteria and parasites. And so it's the same thing when we come forward to these streams of mercies, whether we come forward as an adult believer or we come forward as children or as infants, or somewhere in between, like Braden and Logan, when we come forward, we don't take the response seriously, then these waters might as well be stagnant, bacteria-filled, mosquito-ridden, dangerous place to be, because we're lying to God, basically. Lying to God and not making room for the grace of God to go with us. We want these waters to stay living waters. In the early church in the first century, it was some of the oldest documents we have about baptism. As they said, if at all possible, baptize in living water. 
So if you have a stream or a river, if we had a stream or a river back door back behind us, we would take you all out to the stream or the river. And then if, if that wasn't possible, then you know fonts were okay as well. But that living water representing life and victory. So what do we do about it? So what? So what does all this mean? How can we ensure? that these streams of mercy stay living water for Braden and Logan and for all of us as we go forward. Well, our, our, in our tradition, and many others as well, but in our tradition, um, we have some things that we will talk about and think about in terms of encouraging these waters to stay living and staying healthy. We want... Um, you to stay in the body of Christ. We'd love for you to stay here with us at Greenmount, but somewhere be involved in a body of Christ, in a community of faith. <clears throat> because that is where personal growth and where you can develop a deeper commitment of the will and grace of God. Members involve themselves in the private and public form of prayer, worship, the sacraments, study, Christian action, systematic giving, the holy discipline, and they can grow in their appreciation of Christ. But if you get baptized here, and then you go and you never come back, and that happens, then this is just a thing you do to get a good picture with your handsome pastor. You're still awake. But if you come to these waters, these living waters, and then you participate in the life of the church in all those ways, that we lay out as Methodists, then these waters are not stagnant at all. They're waters that lead to life, spiritual life. Another thing we talk about is it gives us an opportunity for mutual responsibility. And so as a disciple, and as you grow in a disciple, we have a mutual responsibility to grow together, you and I, Braden and Logan, his mom, his dad, us, all growing in this stuff together. And it's a very important part of Christian discipleship is mutual responsibility. Our book of discipline lays it out. A member is bound in a sacred covenant. We're going to take a covenant here in a moment that we're going to help nurture and help Braden and Logan grow in their faith. It's a covenant that we're making before God. It's like a marriage. A member is bound in a sacred covenant. To shoulder the burden, share the, celebrate the joys of fellow members. When we fail to do that, then our baptismal waters are stagnant, and it leads to death. If it's not a mutual relationship, then Kevin and I are trying to be in a mutual relationship. If it's not mutual, then one of us is just being a parasite to the other, sucking the life out of them. If it's mutual, then it's living waters, and we help one another grow, and we're healthier together than we are separate. Amen? And then the last thing that keeps these waters alive and living in our souls is when we hear the call of scriptures that all of us are ministers. That through our living water, through the streams of mercy, through our baptisms, we're all called uh, to be ministered. The ministry of the baptized is called. And to all members of the church are called to share in ministry, which is committed to the whole church of Jesus Christ. So all of us become servants, not just here in this local church, but why? And when we take that call seriously, that these waters of baptism that go with us stay living and healthy. And then our spiritual side stays living and healthy. 
ignore these responsibilities, when we ignore our covenant, when we ignore and stay away from our community of faith, wherever it may be, Greenmount or California or somewhere in between, if we ignore that, then these, might as well, these waters might as well be stagnant and filled with disease and bacteria and parasites because it's not leading to victory and life and health. It's, re, it's leading to sickness and death and loss. And we've been baptized, so what? So what? Live into your baptism with all your heart, mind, and soul. Be involved with one another together and mutual responsibilities. Be together in a community of faith and go forth and grow in your personal discipleship by participating in your prayers, your scripture reading, and serving others. And when we can do all those things together, our baptism is much more likely to go with us as we grow in our faith together, as we work towards sanctification, being made right with God, loving our neighbor with all our heart, mind, and soul, God as well, each and every day. Do that, and these waters stay and smell like the aroma of it. Amen? Amen. We're going to call now, Braden and Logan. <coughs> And their family, their family can come. And bring a hymnal or two. Yep, one of you can stand on either side. Congregation is going to turn to page 39. Christy, do you mind doing some introductions? Just let us know who he's standing up with. Nurture 
Brady and Logan and Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves, to profess their faith openly, and to lead a Christian life. Is there a table? All right, all right. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say we do. Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? Christian faith as contained in the scriptures in the Old and New Testament. Do you believe in God the Father? Yes. 